The voice of reason. The voice of alarm. The voice of stats. The voice of scouts. The voice of Kool-Aid. The voice of dismay. The voice of Davo. Well, the Royals have gone from ice cold when they'd lost 7 of 10 to red hot winning 7 of 10 as Casey hangs on to defeat Minnesota 7 to 4 in a game that was a bit hairier than we anticipated after the first couple of innings, right? It's Davo. Glad you're along for another edition of your dish on Clubhouse Conversation, where, by the way, make sure you are listening Wednesday evening as Royals minor league pitcher Glenn Sparkman will join us from extended spring training, a guy who was really putting up some eye-popping numbers in 2014 at the beginning of last year before Tommy John hit. We'll talk all about his rehab and see how he's doing tomorrow night. It should be a very interesting interview from a very intriguing guy to me. So that's tomorrow. But first, our dish tonight, where we're going to preview tomorrow's finale. It's a, a day game, by the way. Don't forget, 12 noon. We'll go over this one as well to start with, and that's with our player of the game, as we always do, starting off your dish here on Clubhouse Conversation. No doubt for the second straight night, you had Salvador Perez, his first career five-hit game last night. Lo Kane came close to doing the same thing tonight. Lorenzo Kane settles for four hits tonight, goes four for five with two RBIs. Also, his fifth double of the year included and his sixth stolen base for Locaine just 24 hours after fouling that nasty ball off of his kneecap that you would have thought for a half second was a serious injury and at the very least you would have thought was a two- or three-day thing. But not Kane. Stayed in the game last night and came out, drops four hits, a couple of RBIs, a double, a stolen base. And the OPS, don't look now, it's up to 780 for Lorenzo Kane as he hopefully heads north of 800 here shortly in that very important statistic. And how about Whit Merrifield? You had Kane in the three spot. Ned Yosa's going to have trouble taking Whit Merrifield out of that two spot tomorrow. I'm pretty sure he'll be back in there because Ned likes to go with the hot hand. Even though to a degree Ned says that sometimes and he'll take a guy like Paulo Orlando out after a three-hit game or a Dyson after a three-hit. So that's not always the case. Uh, but I'm, I'm sure you'll see Whit Merrifield out there tomorrow. Omar Infante probably back in the in the lineup. It's rare for Ned to give Omar two days in a row off. So I think you'd see Whit out there possibly at third base tomorrow. Moose, we found out, is out until Thursday, as I suspected. So good chance to see Merrifield at third, if not definitely at one of the outfield positions coming up tomorrow against Tyler Duffy. We'll talk about that matchup in a bit uh, a bit here. But yeah, Whit Merrifield, two for five, two doubles tonight. Speaking of red hot, besides Kane and Merrifield, Paulo Orlando continues to be red hot. Two for four with a double and a run. Doesn't he keep his hands inside the ball so beautifully? You know, I know he's 30, and I know he's not young in prospect terms or in baseball terms, but considering the guy didn't start playing baseball really until late into his high school, was a track guy, a guy that played soccer over in Brazil, you have to wonder... If this is what he is, if maybe he's going to a new level now that he's gotten this number of at-bats under his belt year after year after year after year, getting some confidence, getting an opportunity, you know, is this real or is it a mirage? Probably somewhere in the middle. You know, Paulo's obviously not going to keep up this torrid streak, but also probably better than a lot of people give him credit for or his track record would give him credit for if you look at the minor league numbers. They weren't really eye-popping ever. But again, he didn't start playing baseball until several years after the majority of these guys. Like a decade later, he's not playing year-round ball growing up in California or Miami or the Dominican Republic or what have you. A guy who came out of Brazil where baseball is not real popular. So a guy to keep your eye on and a guy that I'm thrilled to see gets him at bats for the Royals on a pretty regular basis. Now Salvador Perez has his seventh home run of the year tonight off of Irvin Santana. Salvi, you know, speaking of keeping uh, your hands inside the ball and not rolling over, 
throwing those hands through the zone, really doing that, getting the ball out in front, hitting with authority right now. Gerard Dyson hitting two runs. Just nice nights all up and down the lineup for the Royals tonight. Now, they did strike out nine times again, which is perplexing. They continue to strike out at high rates this year. Although I looked last night, they're still like 26 out of 30th in strikeouts in the major league. So while we think they're striking out so much in the grand scheme, they still really don't strike out that much. But lately, there's no doubt the Royals have been striking out. I'll have to go back and look. But I'd be just off the top of my head, be willing to guess they've struck out six or more times, probably seven of the last 10 games. But they're still playing good ball. They're scoring runs and they're winning. So that's all that matters. Two walks tonight, that's pretty customary. We see anywhere from six to nine strikeouts and two walks the majority of nights from the Royals in recent days. Irvin Santana didn't last long tonight, did he? The Royals battered him. Three and two-thirds. This is a sexy line, to quote Edinson Volquez if you're a Royals fan. A sexy line as in what the Royals did to him. Three and two-thirds, six runs on nine hits for the Royals, who battered him around. He struck out four, walked two, and the knockout blow came in the three-run fourth inning as Casey glides to a win. Although it wasn't as easy, though, right, as you would have thought. And if you look at the box score or didn't watch this game, you look at it and see seven to four, and the Royals got an early lead, you're thinking, oh, it was an easy win. And in a lot of ways, it was it was the, it's the twins guys right but the royals didn't make it as easy as they could have they get the lead going up five to one then ensign volquez gives back two runs on unearned plays there in the fourth inning as paulo orlando the third straight time tonight first two wasn't charged with an error but kind of bobbled the ball like it was a hot potato and the third time completely just whiffed on a ball that allowed two unearned runs to score so the first thing was Volquez coming back and yes he giving up two technically but they weren't earned runs as Paulo made the defensive mistake out there and if there's one chink in in Paulo's game it's defense and I know you hear Ned constantly praise him I know the Royals went to him for defense over Alex Rios at the end of games last year in the playoffs certainly would have with Nori Aoki a couple years ago had he been around at that point as well but that's that's more about what Rios and uh, you know Rios Raoki would be. He's better than those guys. But I would not call Paulo better than league average out there in right field. It takes some very curious routes to ball sometimes, and we've seen some issues with the ball being kicked around out there a bit as we did tonight. So that's the only negative, I guess. For you know, if I'm going to sit here and praise Paulo for a minute and a half and say how great he is and how I think he's taking the next step, I've also got to point out and be objective here that he is struggling a bit defensively for the Royals. We've seen it a couple times this year where there weren't errors charged to him, but you know, going back, coming in, just taking banana routes to balls that ended up costing the Royals hits and runs and even a ball game on a previous homestand. But Volquez gets through it, six and two-thirds. Like I said, two earned runs, six hits, six Ks, and three walks. I thought Eddie looked pretty good tonight. This is a, a pretty vintage Edison Volquez start. I told you last night what I expected out of him, and it's exactly what we got. I said six and two-thirds, two or three runs, seven inning, three run ball tonight from Volquez, and that's exactly what he did. He he is pretty. You, that's the nice thing about Volquez, and even Kennedy. That's the nice thing about having typical number three starters on, on a quote-unquote really good major league rotation. And that's what Volquez and Kennedy are. They're really good number three starters, especially Kennedy. You know, on typical quote-unquote really good major league rotations. And that's what they are. They give you six, seven innings, three-run ball, two-run ball. And that's great to have. That's so valuable. I mean, we see how much that costs in the open market. And hopefully your Donovan Ventura can be a little more consistent and join that group as well. Right now, a guy you'd call more of a four at his current state, just based on the inconsistencies and the mechanical issues. A guy that has high upside but could be bad on any given night. So Ventura more of a four. But right now, the Royals are working with two number threes in the rotation, a number four in Ventura, and then those other two spots. What will Dylan G become and what ultimately will Mike Miner become as he eventually replaces 
Danny Duffy in the rotation in the future. Now, Luke Kochaver gets out of the seventh inning for Volquez after he loses the last hitter he faces in a walk and has some nice words coming off the field. Luke Kochaver, another hold for him. His ninth one of the season for the fireman. I love how Ned's using him because he's keeping him available most nights. You know, if he's coming in getting one hitter, and I know he got hot an inning or two before that, so, you know, there's more to it than that than just how many outs he got. You know, it's how many times he got up, the situations he was in. But nice job for Hochaver again tonight. Joaquin Soria, a nice inning in the eighth, one, two, three with a K. And what's going on with this Wade Davis? He looks human out there, man. Blew a, a save to, of all teams, the Atlanta Braves. And you had, you had to think that we might have been on our way to that after he loaded the bases there in that walk there to load the bases. Two walks and a hit, nobody out in the ninth inning, and you're getting into the top of the order for Minnesota. Eduardo Nunez, though, he gets him to K. Joe Maurer blows him away. He just reaches back and throws 96 consistently after the mound visit from Dave Island. And I was a bit nervous on that Miguel Sano at bat. A 96 right down the middle. He swings a miss for strike one, right? And I'm like, man, I, mean, I see that Wade's, you know, outside of the breaking pitch he put away Nunez on. It's been all fastballs these last couple hitters, and he starts off with the fastball. Sano is boomer bust, kind of like Park, but Sano even more so. Sano will strike out a ton. But he will also, when he connects, hit the ball a long way. And God, that's after seeing him throw one right down the middle past him, I'm like, okay, let's not get, you know. On one hand, I don't want to see him hang a breaking ball. But on the other hand, I don't want to see him just groove a fastball because you know Sano is going to be looking dead red. Wade does it, though. Misses the barrel just enough as Sano hits the ball pretty hard to center field to Dyson to end the game. Ooh, my, my heart there was, I'll admit, was getting a pretty good workout there for that at bat and especially for about the second and a half when the ball first hit the bat before it was caught and the Royals get the win. Their four straight series win. They go for the sweep tomorrow. Dylan G and Tyler Duffy. Dylan G 1-1 one one with a 2-9-0 makes his third start. Duffy 1-3 with a 3-3-0. Now G five innings against the White Sox in his second Kansas City start. Got his first win since September of 14 as a starter. One run on four hits. No twin has seen him more than five times. Tyler Duffy, five and two-thirds of six-run ball against Toronto. Got roughed up pretty good in his last start. Surprisingly, no Royals ever seen Duffy. Like I said last night, I, I think I just watch so much baseball on the MLB TV and extra innings where I see him pitch so much and I follow the AL Central that it just seems like the Royals have seen him, but somehow they never have. So we'll see how that goes tomorrow afternoon, weather permitting. Hopefully they'll get that one in, and hopefully the Royals come home in great shape with a sweep. And gaining a full game tonight is kind of Cleveland tonight. Lighting up Chris Sale didn't even make it through the fifth inning tonight for Cleveland. In fact, was he out in the fourth tonight? I think it was three and two-thirds for Chris Sale tonight. Cleveland hits him hard. Six runs off of him. So we'll see what happens. The Royals will get him most likely on Sunday in that series. So a four-game set looming with the White Sox. First things first, let's take care of business tomorrow and get this sweep done against the Twins. Come home in pretty good shape. I mean, you go from where you had the shovels out, and there was no hole dug yet when the Royals were in that 7-10 losing. And we could take it further and go back that another week and add some more losses. But we'll just keep it simple. Lose 7-10, win 7-10. So the shovel was just starting to come out when the Royals had lost the 7 of 10, just slowly starting to dig into the earth for the first time. But now, it's put all the earth back in. You've now, you're taking the shovel and you're now patting the dirt back. So you can hardly tell the dirt was ever moved. The Royals are back on even footing. Certainly not exactly where they need to be in three, four, five games away from you where you'd like to be ideally right now. But at least the Royals are back in it. And if they can finish off tomorrow and finish off this week hot, as in going three and two your next five, you got to feel pretty good about where you're at heading in to the final week of May and into the month of June. So we'll talk to you again. we got that interview tomorrow night. Well, there'll be no dish tomorrow, by the way. During day games during the week, it's hard for me to do them, so there'll be no dish tomorrow. There will be 
the Glenn Sparkman interview, though, tomorrow night. So be looking for that here on Wednesday night here on Clubhouse Conversation. We'll, we'll be back with you again on your dish during the White Sox series. Have a great night. Go Royals!